Welcome to the Smart Thinking Podcast. This is my dad, Ted. Welcome to the Smart Thinking Podcast. I'm your host, Ted Knightsky. This week, I want to do some smart thinking around our micro ability to make a big difference. We have focused a lot in the last few episodes on the need for us to be empathetic for those we serve, and now I want us to become intentional about using each interaction we have with others for maximum outputs with a minimum of inputs, because we've just grown to be habitually intentional in our leadership. Being intentional is a critical part of a true leader's life and purpose. Remember that anyone with influence is a leader, and we all have influence all of the time with everyone. Our smallest behaviors, responses, and reactions can literally change the direction of someone else's life. And that is why we need to make sure that we always are aware of how a single and small leadership gesture can make a profound shift for the person in front of us. As Buffalo leaders, we need to focus on charging into what we are facing. And many times those around us have no idea how to take on what they are facing let alone the courage to charge into an impending threat. We need to take advantage of micro chances to support others through our own natural behaviors. And that is why this week we are going to focus on what I call the SALT principle, being situationally aware, providing lift, and creating a teachable moment. But before we begin, I want to tell you a story, a story about SALT and the inspiration for this principle. Many times when I'm prepping for the podcast, I reflect upon my week, my day, my month, and my life. I've had a share of really interesting life experiences, and this week, I was researching behavioral support strategies for the podcast and designing the SALT principle, and that's when I was reminded of my first experience with SALT, at least the first experience with SALT that changed my life. SALT is something I think we can all agree makes everything better. A little salt on celery makes celery better. Salt on chips, fries, popcorn, chocolate, whatever. It makes it all better. However, I learned the power of salt in a Michelin-rated chef's kitchen during a lunch a few years ago. See, I was invited to the ambassador of Luxembourg's personal home in Washington, D.C. to make a presentation and pitch the idea of an American and European thought exchange on K-12 learning, assessment, school-to-work programs, and educational philosophy. This was the January, right before the pandemic lockdown. I had no idea what was about to happen, but I certainly was excited about my lunch and the opportunity to just have been invited by my friend Mike to meet with, present, and lunch with an ambassador. Well, as a history teacher and a social studies guy, I was geeking out. Well, I got there, and we sat in his living room, and we plugged our computers into his TV, and we listened to each other's presentations about economic partnerships, philanthropic opportunities between our nations, and then I presented on my educational vision. To my own excitement, the presentation was accepted pretty well by the ambassador and his staff, and I really enjoyed getting to know him, Ambassador Gaston Strank. He was fascinating. His home was filled with his mementos from his diplomatic service all across the world. And like always... I became a complete history nerd and began asking him all sorts of questions. And when it was time for lunch, we sat down for a four-course meal with proper wine pairings. 
Now, <laughs> I got to be really honest here. I'm not a really big day drinker. And that morning, I had gone for a long run in Washington, D.C. I'd only eaten three egg whites for breakfast. I was nervous. And suddenly, I'm drinking white wine with our first course of soup. So my inquisition and courage got amped up a notch or five. <laughs> I wasn't loopy, but when I have one glass of anything that has alcohol in it or caffeine, I tend to become a much more intense version of myself. Anyway, the chef and his assistant bring out soup that was a tomato puree with roasted vegetables. I had one spoonful, and suddenly my spine stiffened. I was thinking to myself, this is easily the most tantalizing and flavorful spoonful of anything I've ever had in my life. How could it be? It's soup. I finished the soup. And I couldn't stop thinking about its flavor. Now, I'm sort of a foodie, so I needed to know how this was made. I complimented the chef when he brought out the salad and bread, and then he served the main course. And then I re-experienced the sensation of pure foodie bliss again. I mean, the meat and the sides, they, it needed nothing. They were perfectly seasoned. The wines paired really well, and it was an amazing meal with incredible conversations with an ambassador who just kept repeating how grateful he was for the people of the United States because of the American liberation of their nation during World War II. The chef then served a flourless chocolate cake dessert that was chilled with mint, and I thought I was actually transitioning to heaven. Oh, I asked to be excused to go to the restroom, but I, I actually had another plan. I went down the hall to the restroom and turned right instead and found the door into the kitchen. There, I found the chef with his assistant sitting on his prep counter finishing the soup. I complimented him on the meal and asked if I could make a few inquiries about his techniques and how he prepared the meal. And in his very heavy French accent, he said, Oui. <laughs> I told him how the soup had an amazing flavor and how it lingered in my mouth and my, and my throat after I swallowed it. I, I shared how much I loved the main course and, and asked him, can you show me the techniques? Well, he took a few minutes to show me how he prepared the soup, and it was really simple. He just had a pan, and he roasted some tomatoes in the oven and also roasted a variety of garden vegetables. Then he took them out hot out of the oven, added extra virgin oil and cold butter, and then put them in a blender until they were liquefied, and then he put that in a small pan and, and gently warmed it. What? That's it? What, a, what about the meat? Well, he opened the oven and said, 450 for 12 minutes. As I started to think, maybe I was just in a state of bliss because I was in an ambassador's house with really, really good wine from Luxembourg. Then he said, what? However, there is one very special little ingredient that I use that makes all the difference. He held out a little like clay dish in his hand and he said, salt. Well, I gave him a very speculative look and said, what? He said, it's a very special salt. I was like, special salt? What is that? He went on to say that the key to great cooking is the smallest of ingredients. He then showed me something I had never heard of before. Customized salt. I mean, to this point in my life, I thought there was table salt, kosher salt, and sea salt. He shared that the salt he used in his soup was very special and quite expensive. Okay, now he's got my attention. He said the salt was made from flower petals that were soaked in seawater from the Mediterranean near the south of France, and those flower petals were then dried in the hot Mediterranean sun and ground into a crystallized salt. The salt, he said, draws the minerals from the flowers, the water, and it creates a unique marriage of flavors for anything it's put upon. 
and the vegetables and the meat were slightly doused with the salt. I was like, what? He said that two ounces of the salt cost him 250 euros. That's four tablespoons of salt, folks. He shared that we often overlook the smallest details of cooking, and that is what the difference is between good, great, and excellent. So one little micro moment in the kitchen leaves me with one of the best meals of my life, and the difference maker is salt? Simple, but complicated in its unique qualities, just like you and me. So how do we add salt to our days so that people come alive in new ways, lead with greater impact, and become macro difference makers as a result of their small little interactions with us? Well, we practice the salt principle. The first thing that we have to think about each day is that we are people who matter in the lives of others. That's right, that we matter, that you matter, especially in the lives of all those around you. Often, we get stuck in the thinking that we are just going about our days and that people may or may not even notice us. Well, first, you are always being noticed. The energy you lead with when you enter a room at home or work, the words you use to address important situations, your nonverbals while in a room with others, your temperament, your attitude, your clothes, your music, your hair, or your lack thereof. Everything is being noticed on the smallest level. So remember the idea here. That soup was delicious, but a few crystals of petal salt. And it was remarkable. Now to the principle. If you write this down, it's spelled S-A-L-T, just like salt, except the A is small and all the other letters are capitalized. The S-A stands for situational awareness. I want you to think of this like a detective. Your job in every situation is to assess what is going on, seek evidence of the needs of others, and then figure out what needs salt. Situational awareness is being very intentional when you are in an environment with others and trying to figure out what they need, not you, them. The goal here is to figure out what needs a pinch of salt, where a slight attention to detail and your macro support could lead to a greater outcome for others. Situational awareness is looking around and determining how to best use what your talents are to advance those in the room with you those sharing the situation. Raising your awareness of the needs of others is a very small step in leadership, but can be a significant difference in the life of the person in front of you. Your simple words and actions can help others reframe a negative perspective. It can solidify their confidence or it can validate their fears. Whatever it is, the next two steps are going to amplify what they have created they have created, and it will support the situation they are in. And it all starts with you becoming aware of what others need by paying attention in the situation. SALT is a principle that is really more of a new or intentional habit. SA is for situational awareness. Now let's get to L. L is for lift. You see, SALT added to everything adds to the essence and lifts the experience. Salt has healing properties and amplifies flavors. A little salt can significantly change the experience. It can even provide safety when it's thrown on ice. So intentionally providing lift in the life of others, it looks like this. It's a pinch of salt. It is when you reinforce the efforts of others, when you listen with an empathetic ear, when you look for opportunities to point out what might be a simple habit for them, when you just express gratitude and say, wow, look at you for what you did. But it always makes a huge difference in their lives. Lift is you being you. 
genuine, candid, caring, and optimistic. Lift is when someone needs something simple in order to amplify their current state. A pinch of salt, well, that can bring anything on your plate to life. So a pinch of lift in the lives of others, oh, it'll do the same. Lift is a habit. It is you intentionally looking for the opportunity with those you serve to point out the ordinary for them and then reinforce how extraordinary it actually is. A kid with a new shirt gets a compliment, a teacher with a unique lesson, a friend who gives more than they take, that kind of stuff. Just pointing out the little pieces that they provide in the lives of others. It'll give them lift. Lift is an emphasis on their assets, a focus on what the other contributes and how they themselves are difference makers in the lives of everyone around them. It is our job to see it through for them. And a little bit of salt makes all the difference and allows for a great amount of lift. Situational awareness leading to opportunities for lift. And lastly, the T. The T is our opportunity to elevate others through our own leadership and that is to provide a teachable moment. T is teach. Often people in our lives get stuck. They create a doomsday narrative and only reinforce negative scenarios in their minds, or they convince themselves there's no way out of their current situation, which, by the way, there's always a way out. This is when a little salt can make all the difference. We are obligated to stop others and support them by teaching them other ways to get out of the hole that they have dug for themselves, either literally or mentally. Everyone has assets, and often they rely upon those assets to a point where that quality may not be applicable for them in certain situations. They can't see a way out, but we on the outside can because of our own life experiences. Buffalo leaders teach others how to charge into the storm. We share ideas, feedback, and say things like, I want to give you some feedback on what just happened. Or, I'm saying this from a place of care and concern. Try it this way just one time to see what happens. Did you know that your approach may actually be hurting other people? Or, let me try it with you. Our job is to demonstrate the right way out, show them how powerful they can actually be, and then reinforce as they move along. Leaders are inquiry-based people who recognize that everyone around them has assets that can make a big difference. We are each walking salt shakers, and when we enter an environment, we can make things much better for others with just a pinch. Situational aware leaders looking to lift others and then teaching them a new way to approach a problem they are stuck in? Oh, that's our obligation. And when we show others, they show others. And when they show others who show others, well, that creates a cycle of leadership and then leaders grow all around us. And why? Because of a micro interaction with intention. I do have one warning. Have you ever tasted something with too much salt? I have, and it can destroy an entire meal. It can change your physical state. It can make you suffer from inflammation. It can make you uncomfortable. <laughs> the caution here is that some leaders don't know how to use a pinch of salt. Instead, they come at you a little too salty. They use things like you-based statements. You know what your problem is. You're the reason this is happening. You fail to see how easy this is. Or worse, what is wrong with you? Leaders who add the why to the salt principle... Well, they destroy things. They make it too salty. Salt water is great for your skin, but will destroy your kidneys if you drink it. So a pinch of salt enhances, and a handful makes it salty. And we all know the difference. As leaders, we need to practice the salt principle. Small doses of support, 
paying attention to everyone around us, lifting everyone at every opportunity so that they can have the confidence to be their best version of themselves, and then observing and capturing out moments to teach others new ways to look at their existing problems. A couple of grains of salt are micro in the dish, but the lift, well, the lift has macro results. So let's do some smart thinking. Describe how you can practice the SALT principle. List those who would benefit from you applying the SALT principle in their lives. And describe how you could benefit from a little lift. That's it. That's the Smart Thinking Podcast. Hey, thank you for listening, as always. And please remember to share this episode and rate it on whatever platform it is that you listen to it. We'll have a SALT principle guide in the next TH3 this week, so look for that. And of course, thank you to the Well Pennies for their awesome music. Finally, do not underestimate the power you have each day to add a pinch of lift, a pinch of positivity, a pinch of optimism, and a pinch of reality for those you love and serve. We can continue to surround ourselves with people wallowing in their new realities, or we can, one grain at a time, build others to a new level. So what will it be? Think about the remarkable results if you added a little salt to all those around you, and they learn to do the same with others. When we get frustrated with ourselves, we need to seek out someone who understands the SALT principle and can come to our aid and make our celery days a little more exciting. Yeah, celery days. That sounds like another podcast. Anyways, if you're stuck, seek out others who seem to be able to drive into their storms and invert the SALT principle. Ask them to teach you how they do it. Then lift them to a new level by helping them recognize how awesome they are in your life and build that person's situational awareness so that they can be a big deal to many, many people. I guess if we reversed it to grow ourselves, it would be called the TLAS principle. All right, Ted, wrap it up. This week, be your best. Bring an essence of flavor everywhere you go. Teach others to become aware in the moment. Seek opportunities to make others better and then teach the world how easy it is to charge into the storms they are facing by just simply taking the first step and facing what it is. What it is that's challenging them. I am alive. I am awake. I am aware of what light tastes like. The curtain's drawn. The table's set. I want to be, I want to be my best.
To a fix from the inside